Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Kylie Camps and welcome to the podcast. This space is dedicated entirely to making a difference in the lives of women. I believe we all have a right and a responsibility to truly live our best lives. It all begins with curiosity, changing our thinking and cultivating more self-love. Through thoughtful conversations and shared experiences, I really hope that you can take something away from this podcast. I'm a business owner, a speaker, a sleep consultant and mum of twin boys. I've also recently completed some training in the cognitive behavioral therapy space and I'm super, super passionate about the ability that we all have to really improve our days. And ultimately, when we take ownership of improving our days, we're really improving our whole life. So let's get stuck into today's episode. Welcome to today's episode. I'm going to be sharing with you five super duper simple strategies that you can employ right now today to make yourself feel a little bit healthier. Given that it is a brand new year, a brand new decade, I know a lot of people have some big health goals and I love big goals. I think it's great to be really ambitious and set your hopes high and really want to achieve big things in all areas of life and in particular for your health. But I also think it's really important that we do not underestimate the importance of small habits and how we can just tweak, how we can just modify our days to make a difference to our overall health. So this is not an episode about completely overhauling your lifestyle, changing your diet or anything like that. It's just a couple of things that might make a difference to you And yeah, fingers crossed they do. So the first one that I wanted to share with you is to right now or after the podcast, go and have a look at your fridge and your pantry. What sort of state is it in? When you open your fridge, are you totally overwhelmed by options? Do you have all sorts of things hiding in the back and in the doors and just, it's just overflowing with stuff? that you haven't even looked at in a long time or that you've forgotten is even there? Or is it full of stuff that you know is not going to make you feel good? Just objectively, without beating up on yourself, go and have a look at what's in your fridge and have a bit of an assessment. And the same with your pantry. Stand in front of your pantry, open the doors or walk in, whatever setup you have, and just have a look at how you have it organized right now. Is it organized so that when you walk in, the first thing that you see are those snack items that are easy to grab, but might not necessarily be great for you? Is it filled to the brim with packet foods? Is there lots of bright colors? Like what, what does it look like? And like I said, it's not about beating yourself up, but it's just about being objective. And once you've had a good look at how everything is, Then take some time and commit to rearranging your fridge and your pantry. 
it feels really good (laughs) to rearrange things, but it also can make a big difference to your health because if you rearrange your fridge and your pantry in a way that aligns with your goals, it just makes everything so much easier. So I recommend getting stuck into your fridge, going through everything, what's in there, checking the use by dates, and then asking yourself, does this food serve me? Is this a type of food that I want to be consuming? Is it adding value to my life? And of course, there are going to be foods that don't add value other than enjoyment. And that's great. Keep some of those in there, but just make sure there's a balance and make sure that it's just, as I said, balanced and it's not overdoing it. You're not overloaded and assaulted with packaged foods with lots of preservatives and lots of long ingredients that you can't even pronounce. Get everything out that you don't want going back into the fridge and then just be mindful of what you're putting back in and not just what you're putting back in, but where you're putting it. And this is such a simple little hack, but it really makes a big difference. Place the foods that you want to eat and that serve you and are aligned with your goals at eye height. It seriously is so simple, but when you open the fridge, if at eye height you have, I don't know, um, cakes, cookies, soft drink, whatever it might be, right in your line of sight, we are creatures of comfort and we're also creatures of wanting the path of least resistance. So if it's right in front of our face and we're hungry or we're thirsty, that's what we're going to go for just out of instinct and habit because there's no resistance surrounding it. It's right there, grab it, problem solved, move on. And when I say problem solved, I mean problem solved in that moment of quenching your thirst or feeling satisfied with your appetite. But if you have at eye level height snacks and foods that you know are going to sustain you and satisfy you in a different way, then you will choose those because like I said, rule of thumb, least resistance, they're right there. So for example, you might like to have things like chopped up vegetables, having fruit ready to go. Personally, I like to have a bowl of fruit that's already washed and sorted and ready to go so that if I'm in one of those moods where you're just picky and you're not necessarily really hungry, but you find yourself standing in front of the fridge, I know that having a handful of berries is great for me and it satisfies that sweet craving that I might be having. Or I will just grab you know, a couple of carrot sticks if I just want that feeling of crunching on something. But if it's already prepared and chopped up, ready to go, it just makes it easy. Whereas if it's tucked away in the crisper or I've got to wash the fruit, you know, just adding in those extra steps might mean that I just don't take that option. So instead of grabbing something fresh and good for me, I'll grab something that's already pre-portioned and packaged. So what is at eye level height, not only in your fridge, but also in your pantry? Also, the way that you store food can be something else to be mindful of. So if you want that visual prompt to eat a fr- you know eat those fresh foods make sure you're putting them in clear containers or clear glass jars I tend to use glass jars but whatever you've got if it's see-through then you'll get that visual prompt that reminder and again it just makes it easier same in your pantry removing some of the packaging and having things visible to you in containers it might mean that you're less stimulated by the packaging as well And it's really important with food, I think Mel and I have touched on this, about being mindful with what you eat and sometimes packaging can get in the way. So you might be swayed by the packaging 
and it could be clever marketing. You might be swayed by something that says low fat into thinking, oh, I'll grab that because it's good for me, but it might not necessarily be what you feel like in that moment. So if you're removing packaging and you're displaying it in a glass vessel, then you may be more in tune with what you actually feel like eating. And the opposite can be true. If you store things in containers that aren't see-through, like blocked out containers that you don't want to eat all the time, that can be helpful too because you don't have that visual prompt. It's not right there in front of your face screaming at you. So you might prefer keeping things like cookies or cakes or whatever it is, cheese, whatever, doesn't matter. Anything that you feel doesn't really align with your health goals and you don't want to be over consuming, popping that in a container that's completely colored and putting it out of reach is helpful because as I said, we're creatures of comfort. We want the path of least resistance. So if there's a little bit of a obstacle to getting to it, it can slow us down. I had to change the way I ate a little bit after having surgery in September because my body was just going a bit crazy. And in hindsight, I think it was probably more stress than anything. But because I wanted to be thorough and investigate if certain foods were affecting me, I had to remove some of my favorite foods. And one of those was peanut butter. I love peanut butter. I could eat it. I do eat it by the spoonful. But because I didn't want to have it for a little while, I just wanted to investigate if that was slowing down my digestion. I just moved the peanut butter from the pantry and put it in a different cupboard. So I still had it. I still knew it was there, but I was less likely like when I was making a cup of tea to just grab a spoonful of it, you know, or if I'm standing there in the pantry feeling hungry, if that's glaring at me, I would feel disappointed that I was trying not to eat that because I just wanted to see how I felt. So sometimes little systems like that can be really, really helpful because you might not be prepared to remove all of those foods from your house and you don't want to waste foods. So it's just about where can you move them so that they're a little bit um, not as easily accessible. And it can be simple things like just putting them to the back of the fridge. So again, it's not right screaming at you in the front of the in front of your face when you open the fridge doors. I've been really fascinated lately by the whole concept of identity and a book that I read, which was amazing, and I'm going to speak about it in a book club episode talks about how your identity really is just the sum of your habits. And if you cultivate habits that are aligned with a new identity, you're far more likely to achieve your goals. So what that means is what sort of a habit would a healthy person have or a healthier person have or a health conscious person have? And just by taking pride in your fridge and your pantry, you're going to start to feel like you do have that identity of someone who is a little more health conscious. So it's a little act that can go a long way. Speaking of little acts that can go a long way and identity, my second little tip to help you feel healthier and more active is to wear active wear. Now, I know that wearing active wear copped a bit of a bad rap. There was that whole song about it, you know, grocery shopping in your active wear, all of that. But I know myself, if I get dressed in my normal casual clothes, I find it annoying to then just pop out for a walk or you know, like it just again, it just adds that bit of resistance. Whereas if you start your day in your active wear, it's like you've already committed to doing some form of exercise. 
And so that would be my little tip. Invest in some quality activewear that you feel great in because you're far more likely to move your body intentionally, but also unintentionally. And that's my next tip. Tip number three is be aware of your incidental activity. And you guys know, if you've listened to the podcast before, if you've followed me for years, you know, I love a good study. And there's this study that I want to tell you about. So it's a Harvard University study that was done in New York, and it was done with 84 hotel maids. Now, these hotel maids are really active, of course. They're changing sheets, they're in and out of rooms, they're moving, they're cleaning. It's vigorous exercise. But they took 84 of these hotel maids or cleaners, whatever you like to call them, and half of them were educated about the importance of incidental exercise. So half of them received a whole bunch of education telling them that what they do is exercise and the other half did not receive that. And what they found, I think, is wild. They found that after educating half, the half that had that awareness of just how physical they were and changing their beliefs, within four weeks, those women on average lost about one kilogram, lowered their blood pressure by 10% and had a better body mass index, better body fat percentage. And also it changed their waist to hip ratio compared to the other hotel maids who were not informed about the health benefits of their physical job. So I think that's really, really interesting. Just by becoming informed and aware of how much incidental exercise they were doing, it changed their physical bodies. And of course, it's definitely could be a bit of a placebo effect in terms of once they made that connection of going, oh, wow, I am moving my body. Perhaps there was a flow on effect and they made better choices, which resulted in those physical changes but who cares? <laughs> who cares what the actual, you know, chain of events was, the chain of sequences that created those changes? It all started with awareness. So becoming mindful of how much you move your body and moving with intention for incidental exercise is really powerful. And I know that a lot of people listening right now are mums to young kids. So don't discredit how much you're running around, how much you're on your feet, you're up, you're down, even if you're not on your feet, if you're not running after your little ones, if you have a baby or a young toddler who's not yet super active, you're still super active, no doubt, because a million times a day, you're up and down off the floor, you're in and out of all the different rooms in your house, you're moving around, you might be out and about on a walk, like you're doing things, you're bending, you're twisting, you're reaching. So just bringing some awareness to that level of incidental activity and then also moving with mindfulness throughout that incidental activity. So, you know, if you have a two-story home and you're up and down the stairs all day, you might decide to take the stairs two at a time or go up on your tippy toes or go up backwards. Like don't do it while you're carrying a baby, but you know, you can throw in some different moves and understand that it all counts. You might not be able to get to the gym. You might not be able to even get a 30-minute workout in at home, and that's okay. But just being aware of how much you really do move could make a big difference. 
The next tip is, again, a very basic one, but one that we all need to be reminded of, and that is to drink more freaking water right now. So many people are walking around in a state of dehydration and not understanding the implications and side effects that dehydration has for not just our physical body, but also our mental health and wellness. Often we wait until we're thirsty to drink water, but if you're getting to the point of being thirsty, then you're already beginning to dehydrate. So in order to prevent dehydration, it's important to make drinking water a habit. If you are lacking water, if you're dehydrated, you might experience some of these symptoms. You might have headaches, migraines, uh, feel lethargic, which of course is being really tired. You might find it hard to concentrate. You could have kidney pain, low energy. It's just harder to think. You could even have blurred vision. You can also have water retention, which I think sometimes people get confused about thinking they don't want to drink too much water because they don't want to be bloated and not understanding that drinking water actually stops your stops that water retention. It's helpful in getting everything moving. Our organs need water to function. So if we're not readily topping up our body with fresh water, then it will try and pull water from other areas of our body. So it might try and pull water from the muscles, which could cause a muscle breakdown, or it might try and pull it from organs or other cells of the body. And then it's compromising how how our, how our system works. And ultimately, we don't want to add any more, I guess, stress or dis-ease. We don't want to make our body have to work harder than it already does. It's already doing so much for us. So let's just keep it topped up with water because we need it. So making drinking water a habit is a really, really valuable habit to cultivate. So maybe just becoming aware of when you have opportunities throughout the day to build that habit. It may be something like you commit to drinking a liter of water or 500 mils of water in the morning, first thing before you have a cup of coffee. Or if you drink coffee and tea throughout the day, you might make it a habit that before you make that tea or coffee, you have a full glass of water. Or it could be that you create a habit of like a water walk, which is something that I used to do. When I would go for a run, I would go by myself and then I would come home. I would go for like a 5K jog, come home, get Lou the dog, and take a bottle of water, which was a 1.5 liter bottle of water. And I would walk Lou for 10 to 15 minutes. And I would think to myself, okay, this is my water walk. My only job is to just rehydrate, walk and top myself up. Having a water bottle readily available is helpful. Um, You might be motivated by ones that have, you know, the measure on the side. You can get ones now that tell you like, try and hit this point by this time. That might motivate you It's all about what's going to work for you. And it could be as simple as having a water bottle that's easy to drink out of. I tend to prefer water bottles that you don't have to take the lid off to drink from because when I'm on the stair mill at the gym, I like to just be able to pick it up and sip it straight away. So little things like that, just making it really, really simple for you, which I know sounds so first world, but if you have a water bottle that keeps your water cold, if you like it cold and it's easy to drink from, then you're more likely to actually do it. You also might find it helpful to set an alarm throughout the day to remind yourself, perhaps every hour to every 90 minutes, hey, 
have 500 mils of water, top yourself up or whatever it is, however long those intervals are, just until it becomes a habit. So before you create that habit, you might need to have a system and that system could very well be those alarms. And last but definitely not least is breathing, which sounds so basic because you're doing it right now. And if you've followed along for a while, you'll know a couple of months ago, I had a big cathartic experience where I did a uh, breathing workshop, excuse me, and it really, really changed things for me. So breathing, breathing with intention and purpose and breathing deeply can really, really change your health today. It sends a signal to your body that you are safe. It can take you out of that fight or flight mode that you might be in for whatever reason. You might find yourself in one of those fight or flight modes because you're in a stressful situation. It might be a big life stressor, or perhaps you've just wound yourself up so much over the course of years of being a mum that you feel like you can't relax. You feel like you carry so much tension in your shoulders or anxiety in your belly or whatever it is. But having a practice where you just take a couple of minutes a day to really, really signal to your body that it is safe through deep breathing is a really big gift that you can give yourself. So you might find it hard to meditate. And I would suggest if you fall in that camp, if you struggle with meditation, a really great easy habit that you can introduce right now is to find a time of day that you can set your alarm on your phone for two to three minutes. Surely you can find two to three minutes, even if you have to go and sit on the toilet to do it. But really just closing your eyes and taking deep, slow breaths in through your mouth and out through your mouth as well. Now I'm hoping to explore the whole breathing workshop on the podcast on a future episode and we can delve a little deeper into it. But just try it. And again, just like drinking water, you could set alarms throughout the day to remind yourself to stop and take those deep breaths. I would love you to try doing it first thing of the morning, setting your timer, two to three minutes, really focusing on your breath. Don't try and force yourself to meditate if you're not quite there yet, but it's just simple, slow breaths in, slow breaths out, fully exhale, fully inhale. Notice the sensation in your body and just allow it to sweep through your system and remind yourself that you are safe. And you can do this as often as you remember to do it. And again, sometimes having little Little visual prompts can be helpful. So whether it's a post-it note on the kettle so that while the kettle's boiling, rather than racing around and trying to half unpack the dishwasher or whatever it might be, just standing still and taking those breaths. Or perhaps you begin to build that habit at traffic lights or when you're waiting in line at the grocery store. You don't have to be perfect at it, but having a couple of minutes every single day of engaging in it, I bet that you will feel so much more centered, so much healthier. You're going to calm your nervous system down and you're just going to feel so much better. So fingers crossed, those little super simple tips have been helpful for you and you can introduce some of those into your day if they appeal to you. As always, it would mean the absolute world if you take a screenshot of the podcast, pop it on your own Instagram stories, tag me 
at Kylie Camp so I can see what you're up to and where you're listening. And thank you so much for taking the time to tune in today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 